Hi everyone and welcome to 21 Questions, the podcast where we tackle 21 big questions about life, faith and Christianity in about 20 minutes during 2021. Yeah, hi, my name is Rich Jones. I'm a pastor at Living Rock Church and have been for a number of years now. And this is my good friend and colleague, Mike Shooter, who's been working with me and alongside me as part of the leadership team at Living Rock for a long time as well. Yep. So this is episode number 13. If you've kept up, you will have seen uh, some of our other episodes on our YouTube channel. Um, but the whole series, if you haven't, is still there. So you can head to our YouTube channel, Living Rock Church. You can also get audio versions of this podcast on all major podcasting platforms. Just search 21 Questions. Or you can head to the links in the description below and you can find everything you'll ever need right there. This is going to be quite confusing, Mike, isn't it? Because we it actually is. got to do some in person and now we're back <laughs> doing it how we did the first lot. And that's yes. just because of the, we're still, there's still some lockdown stuff that's had to be sorted out. Bit of isolation here, there and everywhere. So yep. this is, this is number, number 13. Number 13. We are back to our roots. We are 11, in our offices yeah. with some speakers, hoping for the best and uh, <laughs> just going for it. So um, the question this week is uh is what is sin and uh it's quite a it's it'll be quite an interesting conversation i think today because some people will be watching this and you have no idea what the word sin even means because it's a very christian religious word which isn't really discussed anymore but um i think it will be a really good conversation because it provokes lots of thought and opinion when people know what the word sin means so uh yeah it'll yeah be good. I think it's probably more associated. I don't know if it's Weight Watchers or one of those uh, <laughs> things where you kind of, you know, your sins are the things that you're allowed, your little treats. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're allowed to have, you kind of store them up. Um, but yeah, it's, it's probably a bit of an archaic word, maybe a bit of an old fashioned word, not a very popular word. And, no. But, but I suppose ultimately we're talking about what is morally right or wrong. And of course, now there is a massive range on views of moral values you know what like what some per one person might consider as stealing from work another person might see as a perk you know wouldn't dream of taking paper mm -hmm. from work somebody else takes a, a whole ream and a stapler with them as well because it's just perks part of the job <laughs> or one person might consider something to be deception another person would say no it's just a white lie um you know somebody might regard taking an illegal drugs as legitimate form of recreation and the government just needs to catch up laws need to catch up but in the meantime i'll just carry on another person wouldn't dream of doing it and because they would say that's completely um, unacceptable hmm. so you know there's just a couple of examples and i think there are moral issues on there that are bound about relationships sex lifestyle choices money just tons of moral quandary quandaries and differences that are yeah. bound and arguably, to be honest, the biggest uh, the biggest sin now um, seems to be in a postmodern world is is the only real sin is for me to say you're wrong, Rich, and yeah. you shouldn't be doing that. And um, and that's it's ironic, isn't it, that the idea that that to even challenge um, somebody else's truth, somebody else's morality, seems mm. to be the biggest kind of moral. Um, moral question we have uh, yeah but... there's very little tolerance for that in a very tolerant society but yeah, yeah and, and you're well, right we can't all be right can we so <laughs> it's post-christian it's post-truth that's the mm. that's the culture that we live in and therefore you don't get to decide and tell me what's right or wrong or morality is relative sin is outdated and um you know and and so in a post-christian world where you don't believe in god 
I think that's a that's a fair assessment because who gets to decide? Is it the government mm. and culture? Is it my own personal opinion and view? Um, a combination of the two, and where they don't match, I, I make a choice. And or th the third option really is God has set some precedents in place that gives yeah. us a sense of morality. And I think the morality that we have. Um, some people would say, well, it's a part of an evolutionary process. You know, we've talked, haven't we, a little bit about evolution. Yeah. And almost saying if we're just on a pathway of genetic kind of advancement and the gene pool and your species and maintaining that, then is is there good or bad? Or is it just, get you know, whatever helps you progress? Mm -hmm. um, and some people would say, well, there is relative morality because to – for a community to have some element of security and to, to sort of have a construct of morality helps to maintain stability, which is good for our species to continue to progress and advance. And they would say, so therefore it's not about a, a God or, or any external views. It's an internal thing that we make that says this keeps us stable and secure. And so it's good. Yeah. And although I think there is some argument for that, you know, even, um, even God in the in the Bible expects certain things of humanity. You know, there is something inbuilt in each one of us that that sort of has a sense of what's right and wrong. However, you know, if you look throughout history, we've not been in a, on a constant constant trajectory to where we are now. And you know, the idea of caring for your neighbour, looking after someone, putting yourself out for something um, that doesn't directly benefit you is not doesn't keep in, isn't in keeping at all with the idea of survival of the fittest no. and you know an evolutionary process that that people would say we see in in all other aspects of yeah. um uh, uh, of of life mm. um uh, and you know at certain times in history throughout different societies you know spartans thought it was totally legitimate to take a disabled child or a child that didn't look um, like it was going to be a good fighter and throw it off a cliff. You know, that's the mm. reality of things. In in more modern times, you know, we've seen uh, cultures, you know, uh, China, where it was acceptable to take children that weren't boys and, and leave them in fields because it wasn't going to advance the family line. You know, we we can't argue and say that morality has been on this trajectory of getting better and better and better throughout history because yeah. history doesn't tell us that. So it, it's a bit of a narrow um kind of idealistic view to take that isn't really reflective of of human history in the main um, i think yeah i think you're right i think with society and culture and particularly in western society and when, when i say western society that is a very broad statement, yeah but is is a post is it we've kind of got this society and culture have got a christian hangover judo christian mm. hangover because the, the being made in the image of god people having value because they're a person for nothing else, not for what they can give you, not for whether they're healthy or, or struggling with disease or sickness or disability or whatever else, male or female, old or young, every person has value. That is a, that's a value system that has been invested into society by the Judo Christian teaching and viewpoint. Yeah. Um, and even, even philosophers who would be, atheistic would 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 absolutely 100% agree with that yeah and I think so we've got this kind of structure and we we've got this moral framework but we're not quite sure what to do with why it's there and what we do mm -hmm. about it and I think that's we're talking about sin is a challenge because as Christians we would have a biblical perspective and we would say clearly this is this is sin this isn't sin because yeah. this is what the bible says and as Christians, we face a lot of flack for that at times because we're described as bigoted or holier yeah. than thou or hypocritical or condemning. 
uh, or intolerant. And I think that's where it's helpful for us to have this conversation because actually what we're saying is, well, the things that we're saying are, are the basis for why you even feel that way because mm. you believe in the value of an individual, which is a Christian teaching. And, and so there's kind of been this shift that's kind of got yeah. this Christian hangover and, and Christians are having to deal with that, you know? Yeah. And it's a really interesting time to be a Christian because yeah. um, arguably for the first time uh, in history, uh, from the view of the world, Christians don't have the moral high ground. You mm. know, it's throughout throughout a lot of history, people have been looking at that Judeo-Christian worldview, the the uh, lifestyle that Jesus talks about as living, and says that is like the epitome of morality. That's where we should aim for. Gold standard. And, yeah, it's the gold standard. Um, and now, because of people's interpretation of the culture we live in, now people are looking at biblical morality because it it does have some limitations where the bible says you can go this far but no further mm -hmm. it says actually now you're imposing on my freedom yeah and my choice which is kind of the ultimate uh that in in our culture now is the gold standard it's king um, yeah. it's king freedom choice is king and therefore anything that imposes on that now is is no longer it can't be the moral high ground because mm -hmm. freedom is the ultimate Mm. Uh, yeah, that's the ultimate standard we're looking for the yeah. ultimate freedom um and we've got to ask is that is that realistic you know can that be sustained yes. um everyone has freedom to do whatever they want um I, and and everybody gets to choose what they want to choose you know mm -hmm. is that a realistic thing to work with or do we recognize that actually being able to choose whatever we want to do and saying i'm free and there being no restrictions is that actually having a choice and is that actually true freedom and i think that's what the yeah. biblical principles come in of god our creator has made us this is what we would believe as christians or what we believe in the jewish faith as well god yeah. has created us in his image and he set boundaries in place he sets standards in place that are represent his love for us our yeah. love for him his mm -hmm. love for the world and our love to be expressed in the world and those standards are kind of there to to maintain that. Um, and so there are there are boundaries, there are things that are put in place, and there are things that we don't get to choose whether they're right or wrong. God's already made that choice for us. And exactly, exactly. So I mean, we should probably try and tackle a little bit. Now we've got a bit of a frame. We should probably try and tackle the actual question: What is sin? Yeah. So if we were if we to start from a really basic principle, how would you go about explaining somebody to somebody what is sin? If you've got no yeah. biblical background, you haven't grown yeah. up in a Christian home or a church or anything like that, never heard the word before, how are you defining sin? Yeah, and I think it's it's taking the word sin itself and saying S I N. Yeah. The middle, the center of that is I. So I become the center of my world, I become the center of everything. Mm -hmm. um, it's about my independence, it's about elevating the, 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 the me, the I, that everything is in line with what I want and what okay. I, think, how I think it should be rather than what God wants and how God wants things to be. And so that, that for me is that thing of putting myself on the pedestal, de-godding God mm. and elevating myself. And, and idolatry, which is this kind of, again, a very old fashioned word, but is worshiping something whether that's myself or anything else that i value and and love more than the god who created me and everything else that i'm but put, put put in place of value it's it's demoting degoding god and putting myself or anything else above him 
leads to sin because it leads to selfishness, it leads to pride, it leads to independence, and it leads to abandoning the one who actually created me, knows what's best for me, loves me, and has set things in place for me to for, for my own benefit, but also for the benefit of others as well in the world world that I live in. And I think that's probably a, a little bit of a description of, of, of sin. Yeah, that's really helpful because it, it, I think when you do talk about sin, what people would probably guess is, well, it's stealing, it's lying, it's, um, it, you know, it's doing all these different things. And, mm. and wh- where that, while, while that's true, you know, they are sins, they are a product of a, an independence from God. You yeah. know, I steal because I think that I deserve what I'm taking. And it's more important that I get that than what's, um, than, than the person who's, who's got it. It devalues the person because it says yeah. what, what I should have that you shouldn't. It devalues God because he's put limits and said, I will provide for you. I will look after you. And you yeah. said, no, actually I don't trust you to look after me. So I'm going to take what I need. There's a whole load of stuff wrapped up in a behavior that actually goes on beneath the surface. Yes. Um, that I think when you really look, you see, gosh, it's a real heart issue. There it's is self-centeredness. Exactly. Exactly. It's, in, it's interesting. You, people know. People will know a little bit about the Ten Commandments, and the Ten Commandments aren't the only way that God communicates this. But the Ten Commandments are these sort of are these standards of of how we should live. And interestingly, they split into two groups of five. Really, the first five relate to our relationship to God, and the other five relate to our relationship with our with people that we live with. And mm. And God is saying, if you can get your relationship with me in order and you can get you'll get your relationships with others in order, um, essentially, then everything is is, is good. Um, you're not yeah. in sin. But sin is really this failure to love God and mm. to love the humans that are created in his image by not treating them, God or people with the honor that they deserve. And so um, as soon as we fall below that standard, we we commit we fall into, um, you know, that's a sinful heart and attitude, like you said, that produces sins. Mm. Uh, and we fall short of, of God's standards, God's glory. Um, yeah. and, and I think, and, and just to say, no Christian would ever claim to be perfect. No Christian would ever claim to be sinless. In fact, we are Christians because we know we're imperfect. We know that we've sinned and therefore, and we know that there's a problem that only God can deal with. And I think that's really important to say. It is really important because arguably um, Christians um, would be a, a group of people that have actually accepted that they are not right. They're not right, that they needed yeah. a savior, that they needed help, that they that they weren't morally perfect yeah. and still aren't and rely on God's mercy and his grace every day to live a life that he wants for every person. Yeah. Um, you know, becoming a Christian is about recognizing first and foremost I, I am, uh, I have sinned. I have done wrong. I have made myself the boss of my life yeah. and I, I need to submit that. Um, yeah. It's such, such an important point. Yeah, exactly. Paul says that, you know, we've, he writes in Romans, we've all sinned. We all fall short of God's glory. It's not about you're a sinner. I'm not, you know, I'm yeah. holier than now and you're terrible. Say, no, we've all, we've all missed the mark. And that's, that's the other simple description of what sin is. It's like taking a, a shot at a target and missing the mm-hmm. target and like whether you miss it by an inch or miss it by a mile the fact is you've missed it yeah or you set off on a direction and you know where you should be going but you 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 take a wrong route you 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 end up somewhere completely different from where you were meant to be and that's what sin is it's it's missing yeah. that target and it has 
an impact on us. It it separates us from God. Yeah. Um, who's the source of life, which means that there's a death that comes into us. And if you know your story in Genesis, then you'll know that disobeying God, God says, if you disobey me, if you if you go against what I've said, then you'll die. Yeah. Um, because there's a separation because God is holy and perfect. And also it, it leads to the, the death of our relationship with God, a physical death, a decay in, in the world and a decay in relationships between men and women, you know, and, and, um, and, and communities. And so sin is this really toxic stuff that mm-hmm. doesn't just affect an individual, which is why I can't say if it doesn't hurt somebody else, it doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter because actually there's something about sin that is toxic that affects way more than just the individual it affects everything pollutes everything yeah we we love to think that we're in a society in a world where i can everything can be about me that i can kind of i can direct i can choose i mean it's a huge huge thing at the minute with all the covid restrictions and then it becomes advice rather than uh, regulation and it's it's Mm. my freedoms and what i want to do but the reality of it is is that everything whatever your view on that everything we do affects somebody else if i if i choose not to wear a mask um that's fine but what impact does that have on everyone else It, it can't be we can't think in um completely individual terms and as soon as we do it falls short so quickly um and the the impact that that sin has on everyone around us and ultimately i mean this was this was the thing for me like when i became a christian you know my parents brought me up with that worldview and i think it's a a legitimate worldview i I can understand why people default to this it doesn't hurt anybody else then it's fine but the reality is, is if there's a god who mm. loves you, cares for you, and that sin is destructive, um, like a, a parent who's watching their child do something that's hurting them, um, it, it hurts the, the parent. And that's exactly mm. how God feels. He's watching people um, making decisions that seemingly don't hurt anybody else. Mm. Um, but he is he is really hurt by that because he's mm. seeing the impact that's having on you, the destruction that's having on a person, and he longs for them to to live you know jesus yeah. said he's come so that we can have life and life in abundance yeah know? exactly um, and i think that's that that thing of um firstly christians understand that we've sinned that's why we needed a savior and and our view of the world is the world is is fallen affected and polluted by sin mm. but god who's totally pure totally holy who's never failed and never sinned never done anything wrong has chosen to intervene and that's mm. why he, he sent his son, you know, that's what it says in John three sixteen. you see all the football matches and sports events. God so loved the world, he gave his only son to, and it was to save people from sin, that the sinless one came, the, the Bible talks about Jesus being sinless, that he then took the death penalty. We talked about death being the result of sin. He yeah. carried that punishment of death on the cross, paid the price for our sin, came through that judgment rose again is alive and now our hope is that we can recognize that he carried our sin paid the price for us in the penalty for our sin and yeah and that um I, I i genuinely think you ask anybody they will nobody will ever say i've never done anything wrong <laughs> yeah absolutely. we all understand that we've fallen short totally. and it's like but and whose standard are we comparing ourselves to you know if i there if i choose somebody that's really dodgy i look really good if i choose somebody who's really amazing i look really bad mm. and actually none of us get to compare ourselves with anybody else other than god's standard and our god standard is way above ours 
And yet yep. God then chose to lower himself so that he could raise us up. And that's the Christian yeah. message. That's the gospel message. Which is really powerful. And I think one of the saddest things um, that I think uh, is partly the church's fault, like how they've behaved throughout history, but but then partly a misunderstanding now, especially again in a society that because Christianity isn't the the kind of center of, of moral direction for the for the nation and for our, our culture anymore it's it, it's almost like like you described it, it's like a hangover mm. um it's kind of these uh, echoes of christianity and therefore it's so misunderstood and one of the, the worst things is i think is that people think that god is just pointing a finger telling people off wagging his finger getting yeah. angry with people because of how they're behaving getting ready to zap yeah exactly and it's just such a misconception of christianity because the message of christianity exactly like you said is god so loved the world that he mm. sent his only son and and he came to seek and save the lost yeah, exactly, um yeah. this is what jesus says about himself is he's here to help he's here to fix the problem um when when he's talking to these uber religious people who um kind of think that they are perfect he, he says to them, a doctor isn't needed for those who are healthy. A, a doctor is needed for those who are sick. No, no they're he, all. They need help, yeah. Exactly. He's, he's come because he wants to help people, and he's trying to save people um, who, will, who will let him save them. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it, it's a balance because the reality is, is we are not, we're not victims of sin in the sense that we have nothing to do with it and, and we're yeah. kind of powerless to make good decisions and all those kind of things because we are dead in our sins. Mm. But um, that's what that's what Romans tells us, that we actually, before we come alive to Christ, we're, we're not even alive at all. Mm. Um, we haven't truly been spiritually awakened until we find Jesus and, and realize our need for him. But... Um, we are we've still made our choices we've still yeah. made our decisions we've still enthroned ourselves above yeah. god we've we've we're the ones who have said what i need is more important to whatever degree that is we've all done that mm. um and 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 that's that's the challenge that we have is that we do have to accept responsibility before god and say i've made this decision yeah. um, and but also then recognizing and i can't fix it yeah. And and God knew that we couldn't fix it, and so Jesus comes and gives us away. Like you say, He comes low to lift us up. Yeah. Um. And it does take humility. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest challenges for people yeah. is to be willing to accept that they need God. I think mm. there's lots of people I talk to where, um, they're like, actually, even if I believed God was real, I don't think I need Him. I'm doing mm. pretty good. Like I'm fine. Uh, he shouldn't get to tell me how to live and how to behave. And that I think is, is, is the most uh, dangerous thing for people. Yeah. And yeah. it was the most dangerous thing for me. It's the most dangerous thing for every person is to harden our hearts toward God and say, do you know what? I'm going to be the boss because mm. I think I know better than you. I I'm deciding how to live. And, uh, and actually I've got the moral high ground because what I think yeah. is right is most important. And yeah, Jesus, you know, he he challenges that time and time again, this hardness of heart, this hardness yeah. to say, I know better and I'm doing fine. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, probably to close this off really, but the the whole thing of sin and uh, choosing to, to do our own thing, you know, God has set standards. He has mm -hmm. set clear boundaries and standards that as Christians, we we can't 
dismiss. Um, mm. And they are they apply to all sorts of they're very practical things. They apply to mm. standards of lifestyle and how we live, how we conduct ourselves, how we engage mm. in relationships with one another, how we handle our money, how we handle our time, you know, what we do with with our mm. eyes, our ears, our hands, our feet. You know, mm. all of those things. They're really practical things. Um, they're in they're in the word and, and God has given in the Bible and God has given us clear instructions on that. And I think Jesus tells a powerful story of, of a boy who leaves home, leaves his father, takes his inheritance and goes, blows it on doing whatever he wants. It's like, I don't want to do what I did in my dad's house. I'm just going to party. I'm going to spend. I'm going to gamble. I'm going to drink. I'm just going to blow my inheritance. And then it kind of like he hits rock bottom. And it's at that point, the Bible says he came to his senses. And as he comes to his senses, he realizes how far away he's gone from where he should be turns back to go to his father thinking i'm going to earn try and pay my way back into his good books and his father says was looking for him uh looking for his son and when his son was on the edge of town his father runs to throw his arms around his son and um you know sin separates us from god we've moved away but as soon as we start to move back to god as you said mike as soon as we realize our need for him and there's a humility to come back god mm. rushes oh yeah yes to embrace us and he wants to give each one of us life and hope um a future a sense of identity of of, of of feeling valued and cherished and loved all of the opposite things that sin produces in us even if we don't know it's sin yeah yeah and, uh, i think it's just really important that we say that you know that uh, and hope that that's been been helpful in 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 describing a little bit about about sin and, absolutely and Hey, if we're still doing this in 2050 and we're allowed 50 minutes for the podcast, then uh, then maybe we'll we'll get through a bit more time. But um, we we will have to close it off there, I think. But really appreciate uh, you joining us today. Hope that's been helpful. Um, as always, if you've got more questions, thoughts, yeah. please put them in the comments, um, and uh, we will see you next time. Yeah, thanks for watching.